0: Today, I did something I have never done in my entire life. You know, you get to a shower. No, no, no. I've I've showered in my life. Oh, okay. Yeah. In my life, I've showered. Mm. But you get to a point in your life that you're like, "Ah, I've done everything. What else is there to do? I've tried stuff. I've had all different kinds of weird sex. I've tried different foods. I've traveled. You know, you do like, you just feel like you've done a lot of stuff there's not a lot of things left on the haven't done list Mm -hmm. I mean you know for me there's a lot of stuff on my haven't done list but it's stuff I don't want to do
1: or is it like a list that you want to get to
0: no it's not a bucket list this is not something I would have put on any list ever it's something that I would have never wanted to do in a million years but I did it today
1: under protest or you or okay what was it
0: well, do you want to? You want to try to guess?
1: No, I, I'm not going to guess. Okay. I, I, I I would guess stupid things. Uh, you know, drove a motorcycle, uh, went to a hmm. Star Wars movie, um, <laughs> <laughs> had sex with another girl. Uh,
0: yeah, these are all things I've never done. That I wash your
1: feet. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, today I fainted.
1: Did you really?
0: Yep. I fainted today. How is that
1: possible? Why? How? What? What happened?
0: I got to tell you, you know, I've had friends over the years who have fainted for different reasons and they tell you the story and they're like, and then I fainted. And some of them are just people that have something wrong with them or they're just fainters. Like I have a friend who's just a fainter. I remember he called me one time from London. I was like, oh, how's your trip going? I was like, I'm in the hospital. Why? I fainted. He was going up an escalator. He fainted because he's a fainter. I've never fainted in my entire life, and I am here to tell you it is just like the movies. Like you know, when you're watching a movie, and then suddenly, like the the character, they want them to faint, so suddenly, like they start spitting the room, and then everything goes dark, and then the person's out, and then the next scene they're coming to. You know, how, you know how that is in a yeah, movie. I,
1: I get that. I, I'm I'm wondering <laughs> why this happened.
0: So, all right, let's start with the fact that you know what a hypochondriac I am. Let's I'm not even gonna pretend to say that I was in a doctor's office because I had to be there. I didn't really have to be there. I'm a total hypochondriac. Anytime there's anything going on with my body, I need it fully investigated. I needed like I need like MacGyver there. I want a full investigation. I want to know, I want Joe Kenda, full investigation. House, all of it, you know. Is it broad spectrum antibiotics that I need? What's going on here? Mm-hmm. So I went for like a regular checkup with my doctor. But you go he said, for a
1: regular checkup <laughs> once a week.
0: <laughs> I'm very close with my doctors. I spent a lot of time in doctors' offices and I have my whole life. Like I discovered my hypochondria young. Like I was, I think I was like 22 the first time that I went through like a battery of tests for things I did not need. But yeah. So, I'm at my doctor's office. He's doing like a regular checkup. And he says, oh, I feel a little lump on your neck. Fine. It's probably nothing, but let's keep an eye on it. And then he's like, you know what? Just to make you feel better, because I know if I say let's keep an eye on it, you're going to obsess over it for the next six months. So let's instead, let me send you for an ultrasound. Take a look at what the lump is on your neck. I mean, Great. Let's do that. And I had injured my neck at the gym a couple of years ago. I was like, that's probably what he's seeing. So I go and I get the ultrasound, and there's like a nodule of some kind in there. So the doctor's like, you know what? I'm going to send you for a biopsy. I'm sure it's nothing, but I know you. And if I tell you there's a lump in your neck, you're not going to be able to sleep for two months. You're going to call me every other day. I just need to manage you. So I went for a biopsy of this thing on my neck. And when they stuck the needle in, they hit the vasovagal nerve, which is a nerve in your neck that makes you pass out. And that was it was explained to me later that, you know, when someone does a choke hold and the person passes out, mm-hmm. that's what they're holding.
1: That cuts off the oxygen to your brain.
0: Yes, it more it's more that I've learned from firsthand experience. What it does is it causes your blood pressure to drop so low that you can't stand up and you pass out. So, yeah. So there, they did, they stuck the needle in, they pull it out. And all of a sudden I'm like, I don't feel so good. Mm -hmm. Doctor's like, what's wrong? I I don't know. I'm not feeling really. And I start to sweat. Mm -hmm. He's like, are you feeling dizzy? I was like, yeah, the room's kind of (laughs) spin. I don't even think I got the word spinning out.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And the chair that I was in, in the doctor's office immediately goes to a table And I found that out because I guess I had fainted and it was just the doctor and the nurse in the room. Mm. I I come to, I'm still laying on the table. My blood pressure is still, you know, like 20 over 10. It's it's like on the floor. It's non-existent. And I'm still feeling really nauseous and really dizzy. But there is a room full of people around me and I heard them call code 77. So I guess that's a thing. Like at a hospital, they call a code. And then all of a sudden, everybody shows up. Now, so, that's,
1: that's open bar. What? A seven and seven. <laughs> Code seven and seven. <laughs> I need a drink. This girl's driving me to drink.
0: Bring alcohol fast. <laughs> this bitch is getting on my nerves. I need to get buzzed to deal with her. Code next.
1: <laughs> Code seven seven now. Code four twenty next.
0: If I wasn't such a hypochondriac, I wouldn't have been the situation to begin with. I would have been I'd just gone home, gone on with my life, and that would have been that. So... I wake up and there are, let me see, one, two, three, four, five people standing around me. The doctor has my wrist and he's taking my pulse. Um, another nurse had put like a little thing on my finger to check my oxygen. Right. Another nurse is standing to my left and she has the armband thing to check your blood pressure, that the blood pressure cuff. Yeah. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: She, yeah. She's
0: got that thing going. There is another nurse who is holding a trash can next to me in case I have to vomit because I said I was really nauseous and I guess people do end up vomiting in these situations. Um, She's holding the trash can. And then another nurse, because I guess I was just sweating profusely, has ice packs and she's putting it on my head and my neck to cool me off. And they're all talking to each other (laughs) because I guess I had fainted. So they, they stopped talking to me because mm. I was no longer talking. So I come to and I'm still in that place where I'm really dizzy and I'm t- talking like th- this because I'm not quite sure what's happening to me and I'm freaking out a little bit. And they're like, breathe. You're going to be fine. Just lay here and breathe. Keep your eyes closed. They don't want me to because when you open your eyes and you get real dizzy. So they're like, keep your eyes closed. Just be calm. Breathe. So I was there like, I don't know, it took like 20 minutes to get my blood pressure back to normal that I was able to at least sit up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then they walk me out and they're like, you're going to don't walk home. They stuck me in a cab.
1: Yeah. That happened one time. They had to do this surgery on my finger, but Uh they didn't knock me out. They just like numbed up my finger. And when I saw them slicing at my finger, I passed out. (gasps) No. Yeah. I was like, bleh, gone. Gone. No, So, so they didn't come back in, and, you know, bringing you drinks and, you know, you, you need Coca-Cola, you need Sprite, whatever. Yeah, I I don't like that kind of stuff. I pass out so easy.
0: Was that the first time, the only time you ever passed out? I think out? that's the
1: only time I ever passed out.
0: But wait, so when you passed out, was it the same thing? Did you start seeing stars and was it Yeah, Yeah, I,
1: I just remember getting really hot and sweating. Yep. And then I'm like, I'm just going to close my eyes now. (laughs) Right. And that's what it was. Yeah. I I can't deal with pain. So if you put pain somewhere on my body, that's it. I'm gone. I mean, when I had, I had an IV a couple of weeks ago and Uh it's when they were put, I was almost gone doing, (laughs) I I can't handle it.
0: (laughs) I don't like pain. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So are they going to check and see what that thing is on your neck?
0: It's nothing. They, it's funny because as I was there, they pulled out a little piece. He's like, he's like, this is nothing. This is, I'm sure, it's just a cyst and it's benign. And he brought it in. He ran it through the labs while I was there. So oh, when he okay. came back, he's like, yeah, it, it was a doctor. And it, it doesn't. It's not a radiologist or a technician who does it. The actual doctor does it. So he's like, yeah, it just as I suspected, it's nothing. It's it's just a cyst and and you'll be fine. So they were very nice. So they helped me home and they called me. Once I got home to make sure I was okay and how I was doing, they gave me their private numbers. If you're not feeling good, give us a call. Let us know. They don't
1: need to give you that number.
0: Yeah, it was a very traumatic day. I've never fainted before. But again, it is just like in the movies. It's everything they do in the movies. You go, "Ah, and life isn't really like that. Fainting is.
1: They should tell your boyfriend where that vein is. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) he could just shut you up every now and then
0: press here (laughs) i'll get like a t-shirt with an arrow if she's annoying press here right
1: that he would love that um so last night speaking of of you and how crazy you are with with all these things there was a dr phil i don't know why i'm into dr phil lately um, Dr. Phil has has stepped up the game to where they bring just crazy people in.
0: How's that any different than all the other shows that he was doing before? Th-
1: they amped up the crazy.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So it went from five to like 11 on the crazy <laughs> <Jesus>. meter. So <laughs> this girl is related to you. So the whole time I'm watching this, I'm going, she's got to be related to Cooper somehow.
0: There was a time I went to the dentist and my mouth went numb it started drooping to one side and i panicked i started thinking that i was having a stroke i would literally like take off the thing out of my mouth and like to stop for a second and she has a drill in her hand and i'm over here panicking
1: she's been to the er 300 times in the past year
0: <gasps> so the doctor told no. me to call someone for sedation and then just go somewhere else
1: <laughs> Go somewhere else. They don't and even Alex want her anymore. She's been dealing with what she says is uncontrollable hypochondria since childhood. <laughs> and that it's impacted her work, friends, oh, family, I shouldn't laugh finances, at her because I live this. <laughs> no, this is you. And a cousin yeah. and a friend Katie all worry because Alex. All- she's been fired from her last four jobs because Ooh. she just leaves and goes to the so hospital. Has angry outbursts, oh. which are not unusual for somebody that's experiencing a high degree of anxiety. When you have a this fear is you response and your fear is she's really sitting there and
0: not really listening to him she's thinking my stomach hurts am i okay <laughs> is that it
1: is out. that
0: stomach cancer
1: yeah she can't eat food because she thinks she's choking so when you get really oh. anxious you go into a fight that's not or my problem no <laughs> that's your problem when it comes to certain foods this is you this is you t- d- a couple of years ago right
0: but i eat plenty of food i'm not, i'm not afraid of food
1: no you're afraid of some certain foods she's not <laughs> afraid of food either but she th- she doesn't eat peanuts because she has a she thinks she has a peanut allergy even though they've never tested her so pretty much that and yeah, I kind of want to stop
0: going to the hospital at three in the morning. <laughs> so. That's a drag. Yeah, the going to the hospital part's no fun.
1: You're <laughs> <laughs> like, in the hospital all the time, and you're just I'm laughing. Because, no, because I don't want to make myself sound crazy. So I <laughs> laugh. just
0: want like, to serious. So, like, it's hard to be serious. Girl, you, we're you there. Your mom, <laughs>
1: so what's she thinking right now?
0: Um, she's wondering if that pain in her foot <laughs> is a tapeworm is cancer. that's... that's that's younger, no, a tapeworm that's working her way into the foot up into her stomach. That my mom-
1: <laughs> this girl has been to the hospital 300 times in the past year. because.
0: That's like, yeah, that's like 100 times more than me.
1: A <laughs> <laughs> hundred times.
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't been 300 times. There was there was a time in my life that I would say I went to the ER maybe I'd say like twice a year. So it's not hundreds of times, but like twice a year, something would come up that I'd be like, I should probably go to the ER now.
1: <laughs> would you call the doctor and the doctor say, go to the ER?
0: Sometimes, you know, I'd, I'd gone so many times that occasionally I would have a doctor say to me, if you feel X, Y, and Z, go straight to the ER, you know, or if this gets worse, go to the ER or call me and I'll tell you what to do. So I have had, to, no, if you remember one of the times I'd gone to the, I was sick, I was having stomach issues, and the doctor there said, you need to go to the ER because she was worried that I was having something oh worse. My like God, I remember, remember, don't you, you remember were
1: in the ER, all remember? day. Remember all
0: friggin night. And it and the wasn't thing
1: is, anything.
0: It wasn't anything. It was because she did she did like a preliminary feel of my stomach area, and she never bothered to say to me, you know do you have xy or z and i would have said yes and then she would've been like oh that's what i'm feeling but instead she felt something she was like oh this isn't good go to the er so i was like oh my god i have to go to the er
1: <laughs> and she was there for like 13 hours
0: yeah that's the thing about er's i've learned you got to bring a book or you know bring a book to listen to or i hate your, that
1: you know that
0: don't forget your your airpods if you go to the er <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, especially now during COVID, that's been the hardest thing. Like during COVID, I don't go to the ER anymore. I will not go near a hospital now because of COVID.
1: So you would even go to that little minute clinic ER place. All this is coming back to me. It's like I blocked this out of my head, how wacky you are. And just like this girl (laughs) on Dr. Phil, it's totally coming back to me now.
0: I love urgent care. And my favorite thing is they know me there. I walk in, they're like, Coop, what now? It's great. Like, you make friends there. I'm like, hey, Andrea, what's going on? It's my finger this time. Or it's my, you know, it's this this time. They know you. They, they bring you in. Hey, oh, Cooper's here.
1: <laughs> I totally blocked this out of my head.
0: Yeah. No, it's, the, here's the problem with it, it that she's, this girl's going to run into this problem. Here's the problem with being, I'm a little bit of a hypochondriac. She's a huge hypochondriac. When she has something really wrong with her, no one's going to believe her. She's the girl who cried wolf. Like She's the girl who who cried tumor. Do you know what I mean? That's the problem Mm -hmm. is that if you ever get really sick, it's funny because I remember my doctor was retiring, so I had to go to a new doctor. And they said, oh, just get your records. And this was years ago before they digitized everything. So I was like, oh, okay. like how do I do that? Like, oh, well, they probably have a folder. Just bring the folder over. It was like, you know, go to the third floor and bring the folder to the 10th floor kind of thing. So I go in, I get my folder and they're like, do you want the whole thing? I was like, what do you mean the whole thing? Well, you've got a really big, (laughs) it's a huge folder here. And it was this big giant, like it was one in of a box on a wheel. <laughs> it was like a big giant box, <laughs> you know. And I remember I was like 25, so it wasn't like you know, it wasn't like I was 80, so I had like a whole lifetime of stuff. I was 25 and I had a box. You had two men like... in
1: a truck bring your records into the ER,
0: <laughs> I had <to> hire somebody. <laughs>